There was one universal man, personhood, whatever you want to call it. A lot of connectedness. I closed my eyes and the visuals were back. The color patterns were back. The feelings I had during the drug experience were the dropping away of the external world. And those relationships. hands, streams of color streaming the past more I died, the more I appropriated this sense of eternal sense of, sense of singleness, oneness, and the rest of normal waking consciousness is really illusion. There's nothing to fear. This is what it means to die. While the Good Friday service continued above them, 20 seminary students were in the basement of Marsh Chapel at Boston University, high on a psychedelic substance. It was 1962, and a team of researchers were conducting an experiment to see if psychedelics could induce a mystical, religious experience. These are, you know, Boston, frumpy seminarians who, you know, by their own account, didn't do psychedelics again after the experiment. And to this day, you know, 30 years later, they look back on that as the single most powerful religious experience of their lives. And, and that, to me, says everything. That's Doc. I'm Christopher Kelly, otherwise known as Doc Kelly. I'm a teacher here at the New School University where I teach all things Buddhist, Hindu, Asian, and psychedelic. He's about what you'd expect from a psychedelic person. He wears a brown felt hat with a pink flower on the side, has an affinity for ponchos and bell bottoms, and wears his hair long, down past his shoulders. I met Doc two years ago when he was teaching a class on experimental mysticism. The course description said the class would explore the relationship between psychedelics and spirituality up to the present moment. But Doc seemed interested in one event in particular. We started the class off talking about the Good Friday experiment, which is actually coming up real soon. It's April, so it's April 19th. And the Good Friday experiment was this experiment where they looked into the role that psychedelics play in facilitating a mystical experience. It was while he was teaching that class that Doc had the idea of making the chapel basement where the experiment was held a sacred site. We were looking at this in class and it occurred to me that this was really a watershed moment in American religion. And um, I reached out to the, the church to see if they would be open to us actually going to the chapel as a kind of pilgrimage to pay homage to the event. The original experiment was conducted by a team of Harvard researchers led by Walter Pankey, Richard Alpert, and Timothy Leary. You Turn may have heard of that last guy. Tune in and drop out. Walter Pankey, the lead researcher, had degrees in both psychology and divinity and was a tenured professor at Harvard at the time. Since the dissolution of the psychedelic research program at Harvard, there hasn't been much research on the drugs until now. Researchers at Johns Hopkins University picked up the torch in the early 2000s and have been conducting more and more studies on psychedelics and religion since then. It's a phenomenon that's been called the psychedelic renaissance. The leader of this program at Johns Hopkins is Bill Richards. So Bill Richards, he was one of the first scientists to conduct psychedelic research in America. And this was in the 50s and early 60s. And um, he's still around, and he is also participating in the Renaissance and is working still at Johns Hopkins doing psychedelic research. So he's the only person 
who was there in the beginning and is also there for the Renaissance. He and Doc align pretty well in their belief in the potentials of psychedelic mysticism, and Bill Richards has paved the way for people like Doc to continue studying what they do. It's because of Bill Richards that the class was possible, and it's thanks to him that the pilgrimage was born. have promised in helping us progress in deciphering and honoring the mysteries of our own being, of progressing in our understanding of what we are, of what the nature of consciousness might be. It is at this point that the growing edge of science and the, and realms, the realms of knowledge, knowledge traditionally owned and by the world's religions I happened to contact Doc before this pilgrimage completely by chance. I was going to interview him for an unrelated film project when he asked me if I wanted to come along and record his pilgrimage to Boston. I couldn't just say no. So I asked if I could bring along a friend to record the audio with me. He suggested I bring along Brady Flanagan. Hello. Brady met Doc around the same time I did in the experimental mysticism class. The idea was that we would grab a Greyhound to Boston the night before Good Friday. Doc said his in-laws had a house out there and we could crash at their place if we wanted. We'd go to Marsh Chapel on Friday, pay our respects to the church, he'd do some meditations, and we'd head out. Brady's going to be taking over for the second part of the story, so tune in for part two to hear his retelling of the very first Good Friday pilgrimage. For WNSR, I'm Natalie Wolford.